There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And today we'll be discussing episode 10 of season 5 of Van Helsing. Okay, I like this episode. Yes. But I also kind of felt like it's another side quest. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> well, but I understand what's happening yeah. <laughs> with this. I get it. Right. But it's like, yeah. move the ball forward. Well, and this may get him inside the wall at least mm-hmm. and give him a little bit of backup, I'm kind of hoping. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. That's why I'm like, okay, I get it. Because this feels like ultimately it will push everything where it needs to be. Right. But there was still a question, which when we get there, I will bring it up because I'm like, wait a second. Okay. Odd. But I won't jump ahead. All right. So Let's get into episode 10, E Pluris Unum. Axel and Violet inadvertently save an important figure from America's past who could help turn the tide in their fight against the Dark One. Yes. So and we- said person happened to be on another show that we did like oh, a long time ago. Yes, he was. <laughs> I didn't re- I'm like looking going, why does he look so familiar? Yes. I hate when that happens. Stare <laughs> and stare, you're like, I don't know why I know this person. Now I do. Yep. He wasn't the only one, and boy, the other one, it took me forever to find him. <laughs> what? There was another one? Yep. Oh, okay. The traitor guy. Oh my gosh. Okay, we'll have to talk about it. All right. Right. Take us away because I'm gonna go crazy. <laughs> All right. We open looking like we're back in the the 1900s <laughs> as we see a couple of very old houses i mean yeah these look like they were built in the 20s or 30s well i mean i guess depends on what survived yeah i guess so didn't think that there would have been too much of that within a couple of hundred miles of dc but i could be wrong i'm not an expert oh, maybe on... it was one of those touristy like towns oh right yeah that's a possibility <laughs> Because I wasn't even thinking of it. It's just like, okay, this is where we are. So maybe, yeah, it was a touristy town or if there's Amish in the area. Right. Very true. I've never been out there. I don't know. Yeah. And I've been to D.C. once and that was as a kid. So and we see a hooded figure coming out of one of the homes and passing Axel. Person passes Violet in a blue truck. So apparently they found transportation. Finally. And stops at the end of the bed of the truck. What's going on here? He turns around and walks back to the door and tells Violet he knows who she is because of wanted posters and TV. Probably not the best way to open things up. No, (laughs) because immediately we see Violet slamming the guy against a building and putting a knife to his throat. And she wants to know if don't overreact. (laughs) She wants to know if he's thinking of turning her in, and is there a bounty? He says, 
no, and yes, <laughs> and needs her help. But if hmm. she's trying to get through the wall, he's the only one in town that could make that happen. That's a little too convenient. Right. That's what I was thinking. And I'm like, is he like some kind of spy? Right. And then three armed bikers appear and tell Violet to drop the knife, which she does. And she tells them she didn't want any trouble and they tell her to leave. Which is surprising. It's like, oh, oh, you're not after me. Okay. Right. And this guy tells him that she's the vampire cure and that she's real. Now, if he would have just kept his mouth shut, Violet could have walked away and not had any problems. (laughs) So they tell him to step away from her and he gets closer to her as two of the men approach her. Two men grab the guy and something falls out of his pocket as Violet gets between them and the other gunman. She suggests that they just walk away and to leave him about his business and is told that he is their business, not hers. Yeah, I'm like, okay, this is really weird. Yes, it is. (laughs) I'm like, all right. The only people at this point that we had seen kind of act like that were the ones that ran the fighting ring. Right. So that's why I'm like, oh, God, are they having kids do stuff like this? What is going on? Right. Now, one of the men goes after Violet, who is able to get him off his feet. The guy tries to grab the other guy's gun, but gets thrown back. But Violet is able to take it away from him and slam the butt of the rifle into his face. And she swings it around to hit the other guy that was on the ground and starting to get up. But the third guy is able to hit her in the back of the head with his gun. The men grab the- somebody who fights so well, she gets hit in the head a lot. She's yeah. Had a lot of concussions. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. And the men grab the guy, put him in the back of the van as Violet gets up and finds what fell out of his pocket. It's a printed circuit board. That seems weird. Why are we going to have one of those? I don't right. feel like anybody really has power to be running like computers and stuff. Exactly. And Axel comes running out of one of the houses and asks her, what part of stay in the truck don't you understand? <laughs> Let's see if she's... Oh, I can't even say a kid because it's like everything I've watched. It's like, stay in the house. The kid always like, yeah, okay. And then runs out and gets in some kind of trouble like this. Right. Great. Violet tells him the guy needs their help. (laughs) Actually goes, what the hell did you just do? She goes, I don't know. How are you dragging us into stuff? Exactly. You always seem to find a way, don't you? Axel reminds her that she was supposed to stay out of sight, and Violet mentions the documents he was supposed to get, which he replies, they don't exist anymore, and that no one is able to get through the wall. No counterfeit documents to get Mm. him inside the wall. Well, Violet tells him that the guy told her he could get them through the wall, and we go back to Axel's Line that he always says, that's not the mission. Yeah, but it's also pretty convenient, right? Yes, absolutely. Violet pulls out the circuit card and Axel wants to know what is it. And she tells him she has no idea, but it dropped out of the guy's pocket. Violet tells Axel there's only one way to find out as they head into the trading post. And Axel talks with the proprietor, otherwise known as Peter Kelmus from Stargate Universe, while Violet looks through the electronic parts. Axel ends up having to use some sterling silver to get the information about Aaron from the guy. Interestingly enough, the other guy, the kid, was trading in MREs. Yeah. So I was thinking, I'm like, wait, is this some kind of military base close? And they just didn't realize it or they raided a military base. Maybe there's something that you guys can use there. (laughs) So we end up at the biker house. As Axel and Violet scope out the hangout 
and it's fairly fortified, but nothing that these two can't handle. And they see Aaron looking out a second-story window. Well, that's a good thing, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's not chained up somewhere, I guess. Right. Later that night, they shine a flashlight towards his window to get his attention, and he steps out and points them in the direction to get them into the house, and they manage to get inside and up to his room. With as many people that was outside during the day, that was rather convenient. (laughs) I assumed there were, like, stairs or something to that balcony. Because didn't he open, like, an outside door? door Right. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see any stairs. But I would also think that if you're guarding somebody, you have somebody on those stairs or whatever all the time. yeah, absolutely. And with as many men as they had, yeah, there's no way that they could have just walked in and (laughs) got up to his room. Right. Now, Aaron is more focused on what Violet can do than the questions Axel is asking about what he could do for them. Of course, Axel wants to speed this up. Clock's ticking. The Dark One, remember, remember? (laughs) Say hello, mission. Yeah, and they hear a noise and turn to see a vampire behind bars in Aaron's room. What the holy hell is going on here? Yeah, it's like, why do you have him in your room? What are you doing? Yes, and Aaron tells his dad that it's okay. She's here to help him. And Axel recognizes him as Davis Park, the 45th president of the United States. What the what? So they're really giving us a timeline. Yes. So it's like, oh, okay, 45, got it. Yeah. So it's supposed to be officially, because I know they had dates, but it's like, okay, this is the timeline we're in. All right, it's been so many years. Gotcha. Right. Assuming everything previous to this kind of fell into the normal timeline. Yeah. Violet questions this as her dad told her that both of them died in the Rising, and that's when Archer took over. Aaron replies, do we look dead? As he gets a bag of blood from a mini fridge and gives it to his father. Where is he getting this blood supply? That's what I was thinking, but I'm like, okay, maybe whoever, all the people there are donating. That could be. And then the other thing, I'm like, all right, I get that they thought 45th president was dead. And so then the vice president would take over. Totally get that. Right. What I don't understand is why she specifically said both you and your dad died. That's why Archer took over. So I'm like, Archer would have taken over even if the kid survived then. It didn't matter. (laughs) Yeah, it didn't matter if Aaron was alive or not. Right. It's like, that doesn't make sense to me, but okay, whatever. Yeah. Soon as they thought Davis was dead, yes, it was time to right move the vice president up. Although I did think it was really cool how he does explain like they were trying to get to Air Force One. Right. And it's like, okay, well, that makes sense. But then at the other side of it, I'm like, why wouldn't they take Marine One to Air Force One? Yes. <laughs> I'm like thinking, hold on, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> yeah. So Violet wants to know how is he going to get them through the wall and Aaron tells her that comes later after his father is turned. Well, that wasn't part of the agreement. Right. (laughs) Axel wants to know why he's being held by a bunch of bikers, and he tells them that he's not exactly a captive. 
What do you mean? <laughs> fill it. I'm yeah. so tired of these stupid games. Yes. Had but- you just told them everything up front, I think it would have been no question. Like, oh, okay, fine. Let's do this. Right. Violet tells him she's not helping anybody until he explains, and Axel mentions a radio that he's trying to repair. Aaron tells him there's nothing inside the wall for him, and it's not a radio, but a high-tech communication device, and if he can get it to work, he can find his mom. He's not she giving- make it somewhere? Yeah, you're right. Apparently, they were not with uh, <laughs> him and his dad. He's not giving up on his mom and sister, and the comm link will work once his dad is human again, and he will give it to them, and Axel and Violet agree. Axel hears something, and the bikers come in with weapons locked and loaded. A standoff ensues as Aaron tries to convince Hopper that Violet can change his dad back. Well, this gets the president to the bars, and Violet decides it's now or never. She pushes Aaron into the bikers and charges towards the bars, only to get shot by Hopper in the back. Okay, if, as Hopper said, fake news, which I hate that term. Yes. (laughs) But just because it just sounds so childish. Yeah. But if it's not true, then why are you worried if she's going to try to do something? Right. Well, from what I mean, he's not going to be more of a vampire. No, he won't be more of a vampire, but I guess he doesn't know for sure if somebody could bite him that would kill him, I guess. I think he just was not going to let anybody get close to the president. That was kind of the job that he took on. He was going to protect the president from anything and everything. It just seemed weird. It's like, okay. But I think it's kind of explained later. Right. Without officially explaining it. Yes. (laughs) So I don't know if everyone else picked up on it, but we'll talk about that when we get there. Yep. This doesn't stop her as she grabs the president's arm and bites it. And they all watch as the president coughs up the black goo and changes back to human. Yeah, it's so quick. But I'm like, damn, just shot her in the back. Yeah. (laughs) And it probably was a little too close to her heart, I'm sure. I Yeah, I mean... What's the only thing, though? It's pretty much just taking their head, we figured, at this point, right? Right, yeah. Now, the president asked Violet, what did she do? And she replies, ended your pain, Mr. President. And we go the next day where Aaron and Violet are sitting outside on a bench, and Violet asks if he's okay. Aaron tells her that he never thought he would get him back and thanks her. All right, did you feel like it was almost pushing to a romantic thing like when she touches his leg and hand and they're staring at each other i'm like what is this shit right i'm gonna tell you i'm just like no yeah (laughs) do not throw this in here come on right really i kind of thought it was more violet trying to comfort him but as the episode went on it was like maybe not and of course this would just make it everything even almost you've got jack and ivory so surely violet's got to have someone (laughs) i feel like they're gonna pop up with her boyfriend right or all of a sudden and she tells him that this wasn't what she was expecting the president and his son and a bunch of bikers living together (laughs) that's the understatement of the year right he tells her that he and his father were at the white house while his mom and sister were in virginia on the day of the rising aaron explains that they were on their way to a secure bunker when their convoy was attacked and the president got bitten yeah because that's when he said yeah we were headed for air force one right 
to take us to a secure bunker. And I'm like, Area 51? Yes. <laughs> or um, or in Colorado. Yeah, Colorado. I can't remember the name of it, like the big right. underground bunker thing. But I'm like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, why are they taking the car? Because if it's super crazy out, I figured it would take Marine One over. And they said they were trying to get to Boston. I'm like, wait a second. Or Baltimore, I, I think it was. Baltimore. Was it Baltimore? Yeah. Okay. But I'm sitting there going, I really have no idea how everything's laid out on the East Coast. Because I'm like, how close is that? Was that where they'd actually fly out of what is happening right (laughs) like i thought everything was super close like within like a maybe 10 minute drive or something right there should have been that's for sure that's why i thought it was weird yeah and the only problem i had with this whole explanation was they're in the limo and aaron says yeah the security forces fought as hard as they could but they were finally overran how did the president get out of the limo to get bitten Or how the hell did a vampire get in there to bite him as secure as that limo is supposed to be? (laughs) Unless they're saying, without saying it, like it happened before he got in? No, I don't think so. I think it was during this ambush that that's when he got bitten. I don't think it was before they left the White House. Because he says they were able to get back into the limo and his father changed and couldn't resist anymore. And so he crawled over into the front seat and rolled up the window between the seats. Now that part I could understand. Yeah, you get out, you get over the seat and you roll that window up and that's bulletproof glass between you and a vampire. Usually it's that strong, then a vampire is not going to be able to get through it. And here's where Violet puts her hand on his leg as he tells her that he's not the same kid before the rising. Well, duh, nobody is. She tells him that he and Hooper did the best they could and his dad felt it as well. He wonders if he even wants what he missed from his dad and Violet tells him there's only one way to find out as the president comes toward them. He calls his son a strong and powerful man, saying that he hadn't seen him in a while, or at least not to his knowledge. Not as a normal person, yes. anyway. <laughs> and then we cut over to Hopper and Axel, as Hopper tells him that he didn't even vote for the man. <laughs> didn't believe in his politics or anything, but it was the right thing to do. And Axel agrees, and Hopper asks, now that he's human, what's next? We go back up to Aaron's room where the president is sitting, asking, so Archer's dead and no one in the government is aware that Archer isn't Archer. you darn right, apparently. And you would think the people that worked in the White House would be noticing fewer and fewer people there. (laughs) Maybe they're grabbing random people from outside. Yeah, maybe. Axel explains that there's no way of knowing until they can get to the other side of the wall, which is why they need him. Davis explains that his powers ended once they swore in his replacement. Aaron points out that he's not a vampire anymore and he's not dead. Davis tells him that he doesn't have any more power than anyone in the room once they evoke the 25th Amendment. Tells him that he's a relic of the past. And Eric Yeah, he was kind of having a pity party, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. And you kind of understand that. Everybody we've seen so far that's been changed back has had some time to adjust back to being human because of being a vampire. Flash killed his family and Julius, of course, did all that stuff. Now, in the president's case, he didn't kill anybody. But as we find out later, he had an idea of what was what could happen that explains it a little more than just what was happening here right i feel yeah i think that was davis's whole issue coming up until we get to the end of the issue and why he was so hesitant 
yeah, I want my job back. And no, I'm old and a relic. And <laughs> so Aaron tells him that's BS and pulls out the case that only he can open. Aaron tells him he has to open it and the president finally does. And of course, Violet asks, what is that? And Davis tells him it's the football. And Axel goes, football? You mean nuclear football? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it was like, wait, what? Oh, yep. that football. <laughs> yes. And Davis tells him it's a little more than that, as it also has a direct link to Operations HQ at the Pentagon. Well, that could turn out to be useful. Not counting on it. <laughs> Axel wants them to contact them, but Davis tells him that they will think he is an imposter and that he and the device are footnotes in history. Aaron sits in front of him and tells his dad to forget contacting Washington, but he can still use the tracker to find mom and Tina. Davis tells his son that his mom and sister didn't make it as they were attacked before they were, and the last he had heard was there were no survivors. Of course, Aaron is not going to believe it and storms outside with Violet behind him. And she tries to comfort him, but he has to find out for himself, so he's going to take a truck. And of course, Violet is telling him he can't go by himself, so she volunteers to go with him. Yeah, this... because she was really going to let him go by himself anyway. Right, yes. <laughs> so Hopper and Axel step outside, and Hopper informs him that there are Coyote Town that run under the wall in a town called Pendleton just a couple hours north of here. Axel wonders when they could head out, and Hopper wonders that the president might not be safe in D.C. when Axel notices something and they find Diggs on the ground by the van. Yeah, I'm guessing they decided not to wait. Yeah, he tells Hopper that they knocked him out and took the keys to the truck. Hopper figures they're at best an hour ahead of them and they will catch up to them. Yeah, except Axel tells him that it only depends on where they went. And Davis tells him he has a pretty good idea of where they went and that Aaron figured out the last possession of his wife's convoy. I'm trying to figure out how they got an hour ahead of them. Right. <laughs> yeah, you would think with him stomping off like that and Violet going after him, oh, well, we'll just sit down and have a brew here inside, talk smack, I guess. I don't <laughs> before they decide to go outside and figure out what their next step is. Axel tells them if they can get him close enough, he should be able to find Violet. And I went, yeah, we had kind of discussed that, that maybe that is Axel's superpower. Yeah, but he doesn't explain it. I'm glad they didn't exactly go into it. Right, yeah. Because I'm like, quit telling everybody. Yes. <laughs> Gonna get you killed, Axel. So Hopper tells Diggs that he's with them and everyone else is to protect President. And Davis tells him that if anyone is going to get his son back, it should be him as he appreciates Hopper for being a surrogate father, but needs to step up to the plate. He also says at some point, it's like, I think you've earned the right to call me by my first name. Right. And I think at this point is when we realize that he was part of the Secret Service without them saying it. Interesting. At least that's what I got. Interesting. I that don't him know. and the other guys were like some Secret Service agents because, hello, you still have a personal life. Doesn't mean that, you, and biker gangs, when you say it, it's like everyone automatically thinks something horrible. It's like, not necessarily. Right. Oh, so, I mean, that would explain why they were trained, why they had him and the kid there. It very well could be. They just maybe weren't the ones that were on his security detail at the time and right. that's why they ended up getting him after yep because 
Otherwise, it doesn't really make sense. Right. Just some random bikers found the president. Right. <laughs> and decided okay, we'll to keep you him. both safe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Axel hands the president a gun and tells him to lock and load. So we cut to Aaron and Axel, who's happened to have a flat tire, of course. Something always, always goes wrong. As Violet is telling him about her only trip to the White House, where she had swiped an official mug. I don't know if I believe that. Exactly. Isn't that treason? Well, not if you don't get caught. <laughs> Aaron tells her they almost crossed paths back then, but he was socially awkward back then, and she probably wouldn't have liked Violet says, who says I like you now? And you kind of go, that's where I'm feeling. Yeah, it's like, yeah. stop pushing it. Yep. So Violet tells him that her dad put her and her sister in military school, which Aaron thinks is child abuse, but Violet tells him it wasn't that bad and she has the skills to survive. Yeah, I mean, I like the little joke there, but at the same time, it's like, that was just delivered kind of flat. Yeah. Aaron tells her that their parents made them survivors and Violet hears something. We see a couple of vamps appear and Violet tells him to get into the truck. <laughs> She's got this. And he tells her he's not hiding anymore. Violet shoots one. One and her gun jams, so out comes a sword as she takes on one with a spear. Aaron grabs a machine gun from the truck and fires at another vamp, and his gun jams. Boy, what is it with these guns here lately? Oh, I'm sure nobody's cleaning them and oiling them properly. Uh, yeah, more than likely. Violet battles the other two as Aaron is attacked by the one he shot, who is able to knock Aaron off his feet, jump on him. Just yeah. as the vamp he is- doesn't exactly look like he was trained really well. No, just as the vamp is about to bite him, Violet is able to shoot him in the head, and Aaron gets up and pumps several more bullets into it. Violet knocks. I did it. I shot him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> he was hey, really kid. proud. It's like the first vampire he's ever had to fight. Yeah, it's true. Violet knocks one of the vamps down and it bites her legs and she tells him to suck on it. <laughs> and it coughs up the black goo. Violet yells to Aaron to look out as the last vamp sneaks up behind him and bites him. And as he begins to turn, he blacks out. Okay. So I got a question here. Right. So I thought, at least with Vanessa, I remember the vamp did not want to bite her after she was able to change them because they could smell it or something. Right. So that's why I didn't understand why the one vamp bit Aaron bit Violet. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I don't know if they could smell it. Well, yeah, you would think they would smell it. But of course, back in season one and two, it was word of mouth got around. And this is in part of the country where they've never been. Okay. So but then the one that bit Aaron, like, why is he knocking out so fast? Because they weren't all changing that quickly. And that's why I thought that was weird. It's like, how is he going to go down that fast? <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, they pretty much all changed pretty quick. I mean, we saw in the flashback from the previous week when the feral bit Sam. He was changing right away. Oh, that's true. But he had also been losing some blood. Right. Because they cut him, what, his Achilles tendon. So he right. was bleeding some. Yep, that's true. I don't yeah. <laughs> so we cut to Axel and the group that are searching for the kids. <laughs> and I noticed that off in the distance, you see a couple of cars drive by and you go, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Way too many cars on the road at this site. Axel tries to convince the president that there are still survivors out there. And he tells Axel it's his fault. And Axel tells him nobody could know that this was coming. President explains that when he took office a month later, he was sat down and briefed on all the secrets the government keeps from the public and the existence of vampires was one of them what yeah <laughs> what no telling what else is in that file of secrets 
And Axel tells him there was no way he could have known the volcano would blow its top, and the president tells him he should have taken the threat more seriously before that, and that all this loss happened on his watch. Well, Axel tries to switch up his tactic here by telling him they can still make it right. We help kill the Dark One, and once that happens, people are going to need someone to bring hope back and believe in. And the president wonders how they can fix all of this, and Axel tells them that with the Van Helsings, they can. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So they find the truck that Aaron stole and see a couple of bodies laying on the ground. Of course, the president freaks out until they discover it's not Aaron and Violet, but a couple of vamps. And we see Axel yelling for Violet a couple times, and he figures they've moved on as Davis yells for Aaron. As Hooper escorts the president back to the van, and how they avoided him going to the truck, I don't know. But a vamp hiding under the dirt rises up, and Axel yells to Hopper, who pushes the president out of the way, only to take the spear in the back. Okay, I was thinking it was the one that he shot in the face because they didn't take the head. Right. And that it just took a while for him to heal. It very well could have been. But then I'm also thinking, why did you leave the truck? If you've killed the vamps, change the tire, keep the truck. Right. I have no clue why they weren't able to change a flat tire. (laughs) Kids these days. Yeah, it just didn't make sense. Right. Axel takes out the vamp and goes to look for any others. And the president thanks Hopper for everything he's done for him and his son. And we go back to Aaron and Violet as Aaron mentions he could feel the darkness. And Violet tells him she got there as fast as she could and he should be all right. That's what I was like, what are you talking about? Are you being overdramatic? I mean, at some point he does say he's that he was that weird kid. That's why they kept him out of the spotlight and stuff. Right, yes. But I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, I can feel it creeping in me. I'm going to change. It's like, so I'm thinking, all right, she's changed people back before and Aaron, I think, is the first one that she's caught, like, right after he was bitten. Right. Right? Yeah. Okay. I'm, like, trying to remember going back. Right. And so his dad was the first one she bit since she took the darkness in to stop that one thing that was killing the sisterhood. Right. So maybe there's something to that. I don't know. But he just seemed a little overdramatic to me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he was being a little overdramatic there. I will admit to that. (laughs) Violet notices that they are at the location of the signal and they see a couple of vehicles and a police motorcycle and Aaron runs towards one of the vehicles as Axel and company pull out and the president yells for his son. Aaron doesn't stop and opens the door to the vehicle only to find out what his dad had told him was true. I didn't understand this though. Like if that signal had never moved. Right. Okay. They were in the car. They got the same thing. Why would they have never left the car? I'm assuming they weren't vampires because they're dead. Right. But why would they have stayed in the car until they died? (laughs) I know. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good question. Now, maybe they got shot by a vampire. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's just like, what? Yeah. This is weird. Yes. Big hand wave. So Davis runs to his son and tells him that, that he's sorry and it's all his fault. So between Aaron's rage, Hopper's death, and Axel's previous talk, Davis tells his son that they're going to take the vamps down and everyone 
one of them agreed to help him. Aaron realizes that Hopper isn't there and his dad tells him that he saved him and that they are going to take America back for everyone who has been affected. They bury the first lady and daughter and Dig asks Axel, what's the plan? five times fast. Yeah. (laughs) And Axel- Yeah, I noticed that. I'm sorry. Where did the shuffles come from? Yes, (laughs) exactly. Well, they didn't look like they were buried. It was more mounds, but still, that's a lot of dirt to put over a couple of bodies by hand. Right. Now, maybe the van had some tools in it. And Axel tells him to find the tunnels Hopper was talking about and to get inside the wall. Axel tells him that they need to keep the president safe. Then Davis walks up and Axel tells him they have to keep him alive. So (laughs) Davis says, oh, you mean you're not taking me? Well, no, (laughs) no. How are you going to take the White House by force? It's impossible. Well, we got to do it anyway, Axel replies. And Davis thinks for a second and tells Axel that maybe he can help even the odds. They take out the comlink and calls the Pentagon and is first met with doubt until the president mentions an old debt to General Ozim and asks if his wife and child are safe. Yeah, yeah, you still owe me 20 bucks. It's like, what? (laughs) And the general tells him that he doesn't take orders from him anymore. And Davis tells him there are some truths he needs to know about. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. I just had that very dramatic moment at the end. It's like, okay, calm down. Right. (laughs) But I think it would have been better to hear Davis explain the Archer situation and then get a shot of the general's face and then cut the episode there. (laughs) Like, oh God, I can't even remember what they were. Like the old cereal that they would have. Like, you just feel like he's going to look into the camera and be like, (gasps) (laughs) exactly. (laughs) I don't know why I had that feeling. But I think we'll probably open with basically that next week. I don't know. I think we're going to go sure, see though. what Jack and Ivory are doing. Well, that's why I'm saying I feel like we're going to open with us getting just like a minute oh, okay. of oh. Davis explaining what's going on. Right. And then we'll go over to Jack and Ivory or hell, we may end up with Vanessa. That's true. Because can't forget, she's on the board again. Yep. She's in DC. <laughs> yeah. And this is episode 10 and we only yep. have three, three more episodes. <laughs> so at some point, and it better not be the last episode. Right. They're going to come together. Yes. So, ah, I don't know. I think this is going to work out. Maybe. (laughs) Like, people on our side work out. Right, yes. I I don't know. know. It's just like, it's stressing me out. But we'll see. Well, you know how we feel about it. We want to know how you feel about it. Shoot us an email at sci-fi talk. That's S-Y-F-Y talk at fangirlzone.com. Let us know your thoughts, opinions, comments, questions, tinfoil hat theories. What do you think's coming? We want to know. We will, of course, answer you. And if for some reason you're getting this much later because you didn't get into the series right away, we will still answer you. Yes. We just won't have this on air then if it's much, much later. And while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on all platforms that you're listening to us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends. We do hope you're enjoying the podcast. Get your friends to binge watch all of it. They totally can. We understand a lot of people are having some issues right now with some updates with certain platforms. Yes. Hopefully that's getting fixed. I understand it's a big deal and not necessarily just us. Right. I'm just in general, like there's an issue with a certain platform, which we won't go into. No. (laughs) 
But don't forget to check out the website, www.fangirlzone.com, and our contacts page is there, so you can have all the ways to contact us, Twitter, Facebook, all of our emails, every other platform we're on, because I never remember everything that we're on. And for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean fangirl And I'm Steve. Well, if we can get close enough to Violet, I should be able to find her from there. It's hard to explain, but I got a sixth sense when it comes to the Van Helsings. And until next time. Time.